welcome to Wellness Your Way. I'm your host, Megan Lyons, and I've helped thousands of people find their own way to wellness. Wellness Your Way is an extension of that work, aimed to help you find your unique path to feeling your very best. Each week, we'll go through tactical strategies you can use to improve your health, happiness, and quality of life. So grab a mug of tea or lace up your walking shoes. We're about to dive in. Welcome back to Wellness Your Way, my friends. I am just thrilled that you're back for more nutrition and wellness goodness today because I know you need to hear this one. We're talking about everything from which food was recently reassociated with lower mortality risk from cardiovascular disease to mashed potatoes. Yep, I said it. To a mental trick that I use on myself and my clients to make goal achievement more positive and successful. Are you ready? Let's dive in. I'll bet you've heard that olive oil is good for you, right? But there are still a lot of people out there who just instinctively think that fat is bad and olive oil is a fat. So is it bad? What's the deal? Well, a brand new study that we're talking about in Health News You Can Use this week was published in the Journal of the American College of Cardiology and done by researchers from the Department of Nutrition at Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health. This study found that just 7 grams of olive oil per day, which is just over half tablespoon, is associated with lower risk of cardiovascular disease mortality, cancer mortality, neurodegenerative disease mortality, and respiratory disease mortality. I'll take it. Just over half tablespoon of olive oil per day for lower risk of all of these diseases, that sounds pretty good. So let's dive into this study. It wasn't new data, actually. It was research performed on the 60,582 women and 31,801 men in the nurse's health study, which we've talked about here before. This is an observational study, so it's based on people reporting their own data, which isn't my favorite, but with such a huge study, we've got to hope that the results are at least directionally correct, and I believe they are in this case. They categorized all the participants into groups based on how much olive oil they were consuming. And what they showed is that those in the highest consumption category, they had the most olive oil, they had 19% lower risk of cardiovascular mortality, 17% lower risk of cancer mortality, 29% lower risk of neurodegenerative mortality, and 18% lower risk of respiratory mortality. That's huge. And what's more, when people traded from margarine, butter, mayonnaise, and dairy fat to olive oil instead, they had 8 to 34% lower risk of total mortality and cause-specific mortality. So trading from margarine to olive oil, for example, led to reduction in all of these risks and reduction in mortality overall which is what we're all going for. We want to be healthy and here as long as possible. So let's chalk one more up for olive oil. If you're drizzling on salads or stir fries or using it on very low heat cooking, then I fully endorse it and use it regularly myself. 
But the one thing I will caution is that if you're doing high heat cooking, very high heat cooking, please use avocado oil, coconut oil, ghee, or another oil that doesn't easily oxidize at higher heats. I'll link to both this study as well as a blog post I wrote about cooking oils and how to choose between them in the show notes. It's time for Megan Recommends, and I sure am going to surprise you today. Today, I'm recommending mashed potatoes. What? Okay, they're not real mashed potatoes, although if you absolutely adore those, I say go for it once in a while. But if you're looking for an everyday substitute that is so easy and so tasty and so creamy, but still super healthy and far lower carbohydrate and and not having any of the uh, inflammatory components, I've got you covered today. I am recommending Natural Heaven brand Creamy Mash. This product comes in a box that has a little pouch, like a vacuum-sealed pouch inside, and the pouch has three servings of this super creamy, amazing texture, delicious, creamy mash. And guess what Guess what the ingredients are? Hearts of palm, believe it or not, is the main ingredient. Then there's also sea salt and malic acid, which is fine. That's, that's totally fine to consume. And that's it. No other preservatives, no artificial colors, no dairy, no gluten, tons of fiber. For those who care, a serving, which is pretty sizable, has only 39 calories. It has two grams of protein, so not a high protein food, seven grams of of carbs, two of which are fiber, and no added sugar. And you can heat it on the stove or the microwave. There's a slight hint of tang. Like if you've ever had hearts of palm on a salad, you know that little tang. Um, So you taste that a little bit in these mashed potatoes, but I find it super delicious. I tested this on my parents who uh, would tell me if it wasn't a delicious substitute and they loved it. They actually bought some more for themselves. I have no association with this company, but I will absolutely be buying more myself because Honestly, most, quote, low-calorie products are either full of junk or the texture is way off, but not this one. I'm going to put a link in the show notes, so scroll on down on your podcast player. That's always where you get the links in the show notes when I say that. Just keep on scrolling down. It uh, is very helpful for me if you use my links. On occasion, I'll have relationship with the company, um, and it's great if you use my link. In this case... I don't have an association with the company, but I'll often use Amazon affiliate links, which does not change the price for you, but often helps me support uh, this podcast and the work I'm doing to deliver you free information. So thank you for using the show notes, and I hope you love these Natural Heaven Creamy Mash substitutes as much as I do. It's time for the veggies of the matter. And today I have a question for you. Have you ever set a goal and tried really hard to reach it, but you didn't quite hit it? If so, what happens? If you're like most people, you beat yourself up over not getting to your goal. It feels very black and white. I didn't reach my goal, so ugh. And that feels pretty demotivating. So you might have even gotten caught in this spiral of negativity, which is 
pretty common. I hear it all the time in my clients. Someone says, I'm going to cut out sugar this year or I'm going to lose 10 pounds this year. And they might totally kick their soda habit. They might switch to stevia in their coffee and reduce their nightly cookie. But because they still had the occasional sweet treat, they feel like they've failed because they said they were going to cut out sugar. Or in the second case, maybe they lost eight pounds, but they didn't hit their goal of 10 pounds. So they feel frustrated. They throw in the towel on pushing forward. Maybe then they even gain back five of those pounds because they're frustrated. If this sounds familiar, you're not alone. This is human nature, but I have a solution for you. What if instead we focused on the gain? The gain is how far we've come instead of the gap, which is how far we still have to go. This is a concept I've been using with clients for years. In fact, that sentence that I just said prior to this one, I took that sentence directly from a blog post that I wrote in 2019. But I just recently read a book called Just That, The Gap and the Gain, and it illustrated this point that I've been making perfectly. By the way, side note here, I did read 51 books in 2021, and I've listed all of them over on my blog today. I went to the effort of putting a little review, a couple sentences for each book. I've categorized them into health and personal development and business and other, and even listed the novels that I read over there. So there's a link in the show notes to the post directly, as well as the list I recommended from previous years. I've done a book list like this for the past three years. So just scroll on down on your podcast player. If you're looking for some great books to add to your list in 2022, one of the 51 is The Gap and the Gain, and you can check out several others in the link in the show notes. All right. So back to The Gap and the Gain. Isn't it human nature to focus on the gap? How far you still have to go feels like the the natural place to focus. And it is for me too. And it's something I'm continuously working on. Honestly, if you're an achiever like me, there will always be goals. And I find that really energizing. There always will be progress to make. I love continuous improvement and I believe that's a great value. But it's so easy to get stuck in the cycle of focusing on the next goal and the next goal and the next goal that we hardly ever appreciate where we are right now. As I read this book, The Gap and the Gain, there's one quote in particular that just jumped out to me. I immediately wrote down the quote and put it directly in my affirmations, which I say every single day. So I will read this quote every single day of 2022. And knowing me, I might carry it on into my affirmations for next year too. We'll see if I can let this sink in enough before then. I'm going to read this whole quote to you now, and I want you to really let this sink in because it's so powerful. Here's the start of the quote. Embrace being here. Yes, you have goals and vision, but you're completely happy where you're at. You're here and you love being here. You love what your life is like. You're blown away by your gains. You appreciate everything and everyone around you. You're genuinely happy. You also love what you're working on and building. You're committed and focused, but you're not trying to rush to the next place to fill some unresolved need. You're doing what you love. You're confident in where your life is going. End quote by Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And even though I have read this so many days already in 2022, it still gives me goosebumps. 
It reminds me of one one of my favorite all-time quotes, go confidently in, in the direction of your dreams, live the life you have imagined by Henry David Thoreau. Except it adds an extra layer, which is being happy here, appreciating what you do have now. And every single one of us, no matter what the circumstance, we have something to appreciate, both circumstantial, what we've been given, the environment we're in, and also something to appreciate about the effort that it took for us to get here. I find this to be so empowering, so uplifting, and so motivating. Because what happens when we feel gratitude and celebration for where we are now is a ripple of positivity and motivation. When we intentionally celebrate our success, we then feel more proud, which has that ripple effect that leads to future success as well. Feeling proud of what you did, what you achieved, what you accomplished, boosts confidence It reduces burnout, reduces fatigue that often occurs when we're working hard towards a goal. It releases endorphins that literally teach your brain that showing up and working hard is rewarding. This is a positive cycle that makes us want to keep going and helps us tackle future goals. And of course, I know some of you will say, feeling proud of yourself? Ooh, I don't want to be like boastful. I don't want to be self-centered. That's of course not what I'm talking about here. I don't need you to feel proud and tell everyone in the world what you've accomplished today or that you're the best human walking around planet Earth or anything like that. But I believe if this is resonating with you, that's not your struggle. Your struggle is quite the opposite, that you're cutting yourself down internally, maybe externally as well, maybe you're saying that, but at least internally you're cutting yourself down day after day after day. And you're inhibiting that upward spiral that I talked about, that when we celebrate our success, we feel more proud. We teach our brain to work harder. We teach our brain that showing up is rewarding. Then we achieve more of our goals. This is why I celebrate continuously with my one-to-one clients. When I have my first few sessions with new clients, they're often kind of like on edge and they're thinking maybe, when is she going to tell me I can't have this? Or am I really bad for doing this or something like that? And then as we go through several sessions, they realize that I spend 80% of my time with them praising the goals they are reaching and celebrating the victories. I have individualized tracking sheets with many of my clients, which automatically turn green when they hit a daily goal, but they don't turn red if the client doesn't hit the goal. This is by design. I want to turn the focus to the positive. I want to keep them feeling energized, focus on the gain, not the gap, and inspire them to get more green boxes. Then they reach more of their goals. So for example, let's say a client's goals were to eat a vegetable with dinner, to exercise three times per week, and to choose water over soda every day. Those three goals, vegetable with each dinner, exercise three times a week, and choose water over soda every day. Now the client goes through the week, successfully eats a vegetable with each dinner, exercises three times, but they choose soda two days. At the next week's appointment, almost all nutritionists would be like, what happened? Why did you choose soda? 
And instead, I'm going to spend at least five minutes talking about the workouts and asking which vegetables they chose and make them feel really great about those successes. And then if there's progress to be gained by talking about the soda, like we can change the environment or we can work on substitutes or whatever, then of course we'll do it. We don't want to ignore any uh, thing that we could improve, but only briefly. I want the coaching sessions to feel positive And of course, I want them to work as well. And this is what works. So whether you're working with a nutritionist or other professional or not, you can do this with yourself. How often is your tendency to focus on that you chose soda two days instead of celebrating that you ate that vegetable, that you exercised three times? That's where the magic happens. And I know it might not come naturally for many of you. It still doesn't come naturally for me, honestly but it is worth the effort. When you focus on the positives as often as you can, it does feel more rewarding to achieve your goals. So right now, take a moment to look back on your progress on your goals so far this year. I'm putting this podcast intentionally right at this time of year because it tends to be that time that people start wavering a little bit in their commitment. There's New Year excitement, of course. We hit the ground running too hard and then We actually realize that it's hard, which is good because you set challenging goals and we want to push ourselves to achieve greater things. But when it feels hard, then maybe we calculate our progress. And even if you've been really diligent and on track with your goals right now, at this point in the year, you're only 6.8% there. And that can feel unmotivating. I get it. These are all natural courses for our brain to take, but we can choose to make it more motivating by celebrating. So let's do it together right now. What have you accomplished so far this year for your work? What about your friendships? What about your family? What about your health? What have you accomplished so far this year for your health? If you hadn't done any of those things, wouldn't you be worse off than you are now? That right there is the gain. You've gained a lot in only 25 days this year. That is something to celebrate. The very last thing to say on this is that research shows that positive reinforcement does actually work. This is not just something that's in my brain or in the book, The Gap in the Gain, or in my client work or whatever. This is backed by research. There are many studies to show that behaviors increase when they're rewarded, largely because we receive positive reinforcement. We get that hit of dopamine, which is a feel-good hormone that makes us want to repeat the behavior over and over and over again. And even where studies show only marginal benefit, I would still argue that we're better served going with positive reinforcement because it feels so much better and preserves our mental health as well. So we know being positive and, and focusing on the gain will lead to better mental health and better emotional stability. And many research studies will show that it leads to actual improvement of outcomes. And some will show that it's the same or only a small improvement of outcomes. But no studies show that positive encouragement, positive reinforcement leads to worse outcomes. So isn't this worth it? If we can achieve our health goals while being kind to ourselves and having more fun, why wouldn't we do that? Well, hi there, friend. Do you feel pretty good, but not great? Are you trying so many things for your health, 
but you're just not sure which ones to focus on? Do you sometimes feel overwhelmed with your health and maybe even throw in the towel because nothing really feels like it's working? I've been there. And after getting to the other side for myself, I've helped thousands of people get there too. I promise you there is a better way than trying to research and try all of this on your own. There is a step-by-step system I've proven with over 8,000 hours of one-to-one coaching, and you can do this in a positive way. I call that way the Revitalized Health Accelerator. The podcast, the blog, and all the other information I put out there are the why and the what to do for your health. You can think of Revitalize as the how. I walk you through every single step of revolutionizing your life, and I'm here to support you and keep you accountable every step of the way. Every single woman who has been through the Revitalized Health Accelerator has raved about it. Women who have been struggling with their health, their body image, their energy levels, weight, bloating, sleep, digestion, emotional eating, so much more for decades, they finally feel amazing. Take it from them. Revitalize is the last health program you will ever need. If you're ready to feel empowered and energized about your health, head on over to www dot thelionsshare.org slash revitalize to learn more about the program. And let's chat to see if you're a good match to be the next reveler. All right, my friends, we've reached the end of another episode of Wellness Your Way. So congratulations to you. We already celebrated together, but your call to action is for the rest of this week, and maybe even the rest of your life, why not? When you catch yourself chastising your progress, try throwing in a quick celebration and see how you feel. This habit takes practice, I know that, but it becomes more natural over time and it's so worth it. Here's to a week and a lifetime of celebrating your gains. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wellness Your Way with Megan Lyons. I always love connecting with listeners, so be sure to follow me on social media. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss brand new episodes each week. If you love Wellness Your Way, please leave us a rating and review. I appreciate it so much. Stay well, and I'll be back next week. The Wellness Your Way podcast is provided for information only and should not be misconstrued as medical advice. Please consult with your physician or otherwise qualified practitioner on any matters regarding your health and well-being or on any opinions expressed within this podcast or the LionShare website.